Welcome to Seize the GM. I'm your host, Zended. I am your co-host, Jules. And I'm Garda Moje. Have you ever had a great idea for a campaign? Do you have a group of friends who want to play an RPG, but you have no one to run it? Do you want to see what the world is like behind the GM screen instead of in front of it? Well, we're here to help you do just that. Each week, the three of us will be discussing various GMing topics, terminology, maps, atmosphere, world building, you name it. So sit back and relax. Let us help you improve your art of GMing. One show at a time. Better, better, better. And we are entering the banter segment. Good evening, or morning, or afternoon, or whenever you're listening out there in podcast land. Hi. I think that works a little bit simpler, don't you? Yes. When was I mm-hmm. accused of being Wait. simple? Who are you people, and why are you in this office? I've been here by myself for some time. What's going oh, on? Oh, you're not alone. You're never alone. This is the end. I live in the attic. Oh, we have an attic. Mm-hmm. Man, you, you got to do well, something about the squirrels up there, man. Well, keep I stealing my peanut butter. Welcome back, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And we so how is everyone butt- doing with the heat, the humidity, the storms, the uh, bug bites? Uh, heat we're not rash. talking about it. We're Politics. not talking about it. Uh, We're talking about summer when the, the weather gods come to us and tell us they hate us and try to kill us. With the burning well, they sun. Try, they try the to kill sun. you. No, 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 no. I live in Florida. There is no sun in Florida in the summer. It oh, yeah, is it's all storms and lightning yeah. and humidity. <laughs> oh, I, I get the humidity too. I, I, the heat, the humidity I can handle as long as I stay, because I'm pale as hell. I could take it. 100 degrees, 100% humidity, I'm fine. It's just, I don't like burning. Uh, our, our offerings to the god of air conditioning, aka Carrier, were deemed inappropriate and insufficient. So there was a bit of a uh, time period where I think the coolest it got in the house was 83 degrees. Oh, God. Oh, that must feel nice. You, f- oh, I keep forgetting normal humans. Yeah, can't take that kind of. I would have been happy, especially but unfortunately, I'm too far away. Yeah, no. It's like yes, we, we can switch houses. I'll let you borrow. I'll build you borrow our upstairs, and I can I can take the hot house. But then I remembered, I'd have to actually get on an airplane to get down there in time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, would. I booked my airline tickets. I just got them um, for Gen Con. Cool. Oh, fantastic. First time I have been on an airplane since I was a minor. <laughs> yeah. yeah Guess how long ago that is. Uh, two years. <laughs> I love you too. No. <laughs> oh no no no! I am I'm I turn forty next month. So. Oh, youngin. Mm. <laughs> but enough of that. Enough <laughs> of the age thing. We're not talking oh, no, about no, that. no. It's the, it's the, you know, I, I haven't been on an airplane. It's like, I re, you know, it's like I have flown on airlines like TWA that no longer exist. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Yeah. Back it's when one they of those, Yeah. 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 Indeed. Um, I miss that. Yeah. So I, I have no idea how well it's going to go, but I, I got, uh, like uh, round trip flights uh, for me and Zippy should be fun. Um, yeah, be the first time we've gone. I, well, first time I've gone to a convention where I've flown. No idea yeah, what to big, expect. The big trick to that is make enough room in your luggage so that you can bring things back, or don't plan to bring anything back. Budget for or, shipping, or, or budget for shipping. I, or yeah, because uh, or I can do the I print out a, like a FedEx or a UPS label beforehand, and the day of our flight, or you know, on the way there, we drop it off at a UPS store, and we get it the day after. Yeah. I feel like we're already slipping into the main topic. 
I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. Just, someone just had that perfect segue into it so fast. As long yeah. as I don't plan it, I seem to set it up great. You know, the just like, you know, <laughs> that's what she said or something. If I'm trying to think about it or try to find a good segue, I'll just like bam, bam, bam in the walls. So Okay, well before we before we do actually jump into the new into our actual topic today's this topic. evening. We are um, here to celebrate our newest member in the Facebook group today. Oh, actually, he joined about two weeks ago. Well, we've but been we well, we've been busy. We've been having Fourth of July. We've been having birthdays. We've been having yeah. air conditioners blow up. Yeah, well, and this also gives him insight into exactly how much uh, safety net we are currently running with at this moment. Yeah. So diddly and squat. Yeah. And his name is Wellington and he's Hello. from Brazil. Sweet. I know we have an international listener. I know we do now. <laughs> Damn it. I don't speak Portuguese. And ah, sorry, dude. I speak Spanish, not Portuguese. Sorry. <laughs> Wellington, thank you for making us officially worldwide. And may all of your beef always be properly coated in Duke cell. Uh, Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds awesome. Yeah, it is. <sighs> mm. Okay, but enough of that. Different okay. podcast, different podcast. That is a different podcast. <laughs> we have way too many damn podcasts. Okay, podcasts so. Are too damn high. <laughs> yeah, right? So, what we're going to be doing this evening is we're going to be talking about our origins, wrap up experience, for 2018. And some of the things that you can do and get away with here and things that you might not want to do. So this is going to be us talking basically about origins for the next 40 minutes or so. <laughs> it's also kind of right, a, a look back. I'm going to look. You guys enjoy. I'm, I'm just going to go. <laughs> yeah. One of these days you'll actually make it to origins, Something. buddy. So one of these days we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll we'll get like a big honking RV. We'll take like three months off, and we'll start at one point, and we'll do like this big spiral around the around the United States, just going around picking up everyone else and just partying until we get to it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I could be down for that. I mean, right this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. We're also going to take a little bit of time and talk about kind of convention expectations in general and how we approach them. And one of the reasons why we're doing it now is this is between the two big conventions of the year, Origins and Gen Con. And uh, honestly, three of us managed to make it out to Origins this year, which the Cognoscenti often describe as the fun convention, or at least the one where you have more time to kick it. And so we're going to kind of use that as a framing device, if you will, to go ahead and listen to or talk about what we expect. Now, what is the big thing that you guys were wanting to do when you got to Origins this year? The first thing we wanted to do when we got to Origins? Shower. (laughs) Dude, it's a six and a half hour drive. That's it? Well, it's just well, it's me and Zippy driving in a car, and um, both of us have severe pain disorders. Fair enough, but yeah, once once you get there and get situated, yeah. the first thing, most likely the thing, the reason you thought about going, probably going to be gaming. It is yeah. Origins Game Fair, after all. I mean, technicalities. Yeah, technicalities there. Now, I know that personally, I have never been a huge fan of gaming at conventions, but that's just me. Depends what, you know. The reason is, is that I've had enough experiences when I was younger with playing at like Gen Con and 
lots of other little or like much smaller conventions where the attendance was like 150, you know, as opposed to, you know, 80,000. So, I mean, I, I played at big ones and I played at small ones. And the older I've gotten, the more I'm just like, there's a different type of game that's played well, in you, those situations. If you go back and listen to our previous episode with Bull about convention GMing, you'll kind of get a hint at that. Convention yeah. games have that four-hour time limit, usually. That block of time where it's got to happen from start to finish, where you have different constraints. And so it can be different, but it's also a huge draw for organized play. Well, looking around at Origins this year, there were easily eight, nine, ten different games that all had organized play that was set up and running for people to play and, and get that experience. I even took part in some myself that I hadn't done before. And that's really kind of exciting to, I don't know, find time with your tribe. You, you're like me. You like the same thing I like. You're literally from half a continent away. Hi, we're instant friends because now we have to not die because that GM is going to kill us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I've only played, uh, I, I played or I've done organized play one weekend, and it was interesting. I would say that I had some fun, but it was not what I would generally shoot for in a game. Yeah, the thing the thing is though that for me, I got to try out some games and systems that I have never tried before. And also the the one thing with this, uh, with with trying out games and you know this whole is that this isn't part of anything that you're playing in or running back at home. So with certain things, you like you can only use this once per you can use this power once per adventure. I'm only sitting here for this one game. Let's use it. So you get to actually play around. You know, that's, it, it allows you to be a little bit more free and loose because it's not part of your, you know, the, the your home game. You can, you can be a little bit more reckless uh, with try you know, and IE you don't have, to, you know, how it's like when you're, when you're playing an RPG or something and you're hoarding and you keep all the good weapons, but you never use them just in case something bigger might come around. You don't have, Oh I no! Throw the snook at something. I need to hold on to it because I might. Oh, I I, I beat the and thing. I didn't need the nuke. Yeah. With, oops. Yeah. So you know, one you <laughs> yeah, never get see. to play with it. So you never get to use it here. At least in these, because you're you're sitting down for like a a session, a a module, a whatever the heck. You know, you're allowed to be a little bit. And here's the thing. This happened at a uh, a Pathfinder game that Zippy sat in because they're writing up a module and they're testing it, and Zippy mm. broke it. He actually figured out because you're supposed to either pick one side or the other. He found the way to pick both and neither, and ran off with this artifact. And the GM was like, "I was n that's actually completely viable, and I we never expected that. Okay, we have to rewrite part of this." Yeah. Which was hilarious because and yay zippy go that play is one shit. thing that you this is one of the things that you can do at at a convention is if you're interested in doing things like that is you may get a chance to play test stuff mm -hmm. that isn't it it's like maybe it's somebody that's getting ready to publish a like you were saying like a Pathfinder adventure and they're like I have to be able to fit this in here and. Let's see if this works. And they they play it at home and nobody breaks it. And then they they kind of push it out with other people at a at a convention and all of a sudden you can break it and then they're back to the drawing board. How do we yeah, fix it's, this? The thing is that you come up with an idea, you test, you QA you and test, but this is this is this is kind of like doing like a live beta. You know, rather than your internal, if you're, if we're talking like video games, you have internal, internal, internal. This is the first time that you're doing a live beta. So people will find stuff. And sometimes it might be, oh, this guy, no, I think, no, it's just this player is being a dick. 
um, warning, okay, with this type of character, I'm going to have to restrict who can play them, you know, or if they're being an asshole, kill them and give them another character. You know, it, it's one of those where you can, it, if you're going in with also pre-gen, so if pre-gens, because they're going to be going in a new book or something like that, you'll actually be able to find how people can make a concept that, and I, I will put, I played a completely evil character in a, uh, in a Requiem for the cartoon, Requiem for the cartoon universe game. Everyone else was all these kind of hero types. And I played an outright evil character. I played Mandy from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, but I was actually able to prove to the GM that yes, a completely total evil character that breaks the, breaks the fourth wall can completely and totally integrate and not derail the game. And because he was sure. kind of worried, he was thinking about retiring the character. And I'm, he's, he's like, oh, and he realizes like you have to watch to see. Are they are they screwing with the whole group? Um, you know, so it, it's one of those things. So he I kind of chatted with him because he retired um, Invader Zim for that. I'm like, no, no, no. Here's the thing. If they know the show, they know that if Zim is doing something on Earth adversarial against Dib or anything else like that, he's gonna get he's gonna be adversarial and screw up. However, when there's an outside mm-hmm. thing that's screwing up with his takeover of Earth, him and Dib team up, they're unstoppable. He will he will insult Dib the entire time, but they work together really, really, really well. And he kind of had this blink blink. Oh yeah, and I was that because I'm a dork. I named episodes, and he's just like, "You like cartoons? I'm like, never stop watching them. They're awesome." So that that. And one <laughs> of the things, I say, like, one of the things I managed to get into was I got to actually sit down and play some Starfinder in person, which I've been really Is impressed. Is that the with new Pathfinder in, fact, it's, in, it's this, in space? And it's like it's like Space it, Jammer, but non sucky. It's pulp. It is pulp. It's a space fantasy, fantastic uh, next iteration of Pathfinder in space. And honestly, it's going to be the next set of card catalog drops that I'm writing up right now. So I'm, I'm is trying the book to. Out yet? I'm, I'm. Yes. Oh yeah. The no. Oh, yeah. The uh, core rulebook came out last year at Gen Con a year ago, and they've had a couple of supplements since. Uh, we will discuss in a different podcast, possibly. But uh, I'm working on fifteen thousand well, words. Trying to get um, into this, I kept trying to get into it, and it was always filling up. But I, it yeah, um, Starfinder. I don't. My thing really is though, I didn't want to register for it, um, because I didn't know because I didn't know how you I would be feeling. To... Um, I have to be in the right mindset for a completely new system and universe and da 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 da. da. And if I was kind of drained, I didn't want to have already wasted money on buying a drop for something I wasn't sure on. Well, and that segues nicely into making sure you get a chance to do some new gaming I at conventions Pluto. too, because. Sorry. <laughs> yes. You're so proud of getting blown. Oh, she did, dude. When when she got blown up, she was texting me and Gardemanger. <laughs> I, 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 I have never played Battletech. The thing is, like it was with, so with funny. Catalyst, they they have Shadowrun and they have Battletech. And I have seen the Battletech mechs, and I'm like, oh, they're kind of cool. And but I've never done it, and I'm like, I'm never gonna do it. And th- but I'm like, all right, fine. And I'm looking for something I didn't want to spend too too much time. And I'll be honest, this was brilliant on Catalyst. It, they did the Battletech boot camp, short, condensed, and then they had the then they had the grinder. If you liked it, you go and you can play as much as you want. But the the boot camp was short, fast, snappy. And he's like, normally you don't want to do this, but I want to show you how it works. So, you know, I'm going around and I'm kicking Zippy and it's like, I'm kicking Zippy all around the mat. I'm beating his tushy tush left and right. And I get behind him and I shoot him like super (laughs) awesome. And he turns and he rolls, he rolls boxcars, boxcars, double everything, super awesome and blows my head up. (laughs) And I, I, he he was like too damaged away from lose from like nice. you know losing parts of his engine and his whatever the heck you know oh yeah well and that's honestly a quintessential can, BattleTech experience. It's been twenty years I since I really played tactically, any. He just got but, lucky and all, and it's just like I'm texting. He's just like oh my because I, I was texting like hey I'm getting the hang of this. I'm kicking I'm kicking Zippy's butt. 
you know, and it's just like, I am spanking this tushy tush, and it's hilarious. And then I don't say anything because it's getting close to the end. We're trying to wrap it up. And the last thing is like, I got blowed up. And just with all the exclamation points. <laughs> are, are you laughing just because I got yeah, blowed up? Or I, just I was excited about it. It's like, I kicked his butt and then I died. Both. I, it was, it, yeah, it was funny. Like the whole thing when you were doing it, it was just hilarious. We were just like. At one point, I looked down and I just started laughing, and my wife was with me, and she goes, "What?" I said, "Christy just got blowed up." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, it was delightful. That's awesome. Well, and I managed. Yeah. I managed to sneak into a uh, board game uh, experience, a Doctor Who board game that actually uh, was really engaging and fun, and felt like the Doctor. And you had multiple Doctors. E- each player plays a different iteration of the Doctor, which it's kind of a hybrid uh, resource management deck or die pool building game. And it was a lot of fun. And that's something I would have never tried and didn't even know was going to exist until I stumbled upon it and stumbled upon a ticket to play it. And so uh, I, I, you've got to, when you're at a convention, take the time for something new. It, it's the greatest concentration of games in one place yeah. you're probably going to be at the whole year. Yeah. And you know what I picked up while I was there? Um, more miniatures to paint. I did not. <gasps> I bought shock. Oh, okay. I, I bought some paint. Um, no, but I bought uh, 5E's uh, starter box while I was there. That's what I picked up. Because I have not looked at 5e since it came out. Another shameless plug for Card Catalog, where we looked at 5e as part of One Archer Three Ways just a few short months ago, and you should go read that now. Yes, I want more clicks and links and people looking at that. Zippy got into. They they actually have demos, board game tournament things where they they've got something new. Uh, Zippy got into the Bloodborne tournament. I gave him all of my generics so he could go play, and he owes me for that. He still does. I don't know what I'm going to make him do. But uh, and there, there, there was only one space for one, so I'm like, you go. I'll go futz around. And, you know, so you, sometimes you can get, like, copies of the game or cool boosters for, for trying the demos for one. Um, you know, which is, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Well, they also do, like... A lot of the booths at Origins specifically, I don't know if they still do it. They may do it at Gen Con too, but Origins started doing this where they have in each booth, like not each booth, but there are certain booths you will find like this year they had uh, Mm -hmm. enamel pins that you would wear and different booths had them. And there was a way to collect all of them. There were like 20 of them or something. And if you went to the right mm-hmm. booths, you would be able to go get them and they were free. They just gave them to you if you did certain things. Like I ended up only getting one because a lot of them are like, you know, sit through this 40 minute demo of a game that you will probably never want to buy. And my time there is better spent doing other things. So I don't do a lot of demoing, which. I kind of need to do some, but there's a, a little board game company that's out of Germany called Haba, and we always buy my daughter stuff there. And they had they were one of the companies that had a pin, and so I got one, and it's going to go on my daughter's backpack for her first day of school next year. So, <laughs> but like, and there's little games, like little games. All throughout the game, all throughout the the thing. So you may think it's all this like just this one thing. No, they want you to go look at other people's stuff, mm-hmm. and while you're doing it, you're playing a game as well. Yeah. You know, it's a very meta game because they tell you yeah. if you go to there's like one Cheese little spot Weasel. where you can see all of the pins. At Gen Con, there's a there's a company called Cheese Weasel that actually kind and of organizes it into scavenger hunts. Yeah. Cheese, yeah, Cheese Weasel. I don't think they do that officially at Origins, or at least Cheese Weasel isn't doing it, but. No. No, Cheese Weasel is not the one that does it. Yeah, they, they're the ones that do the one at Gen Con, and they started it. 
So, but this one is one that they've just done the last couple of years. Question. Sure. How many of those pins do you need to get to fight the RPG Masters and the Elite Four? I just started playing Pokemon. Twenty-five. So I, I just, I just, I finally got what that meant. I've never. Sorry, I've never got that before. Everyone would always be making it, and I never got it. Is the first time I got it now. I still don't get it. It's okay, then. I already got the Rex, and I, I want it. I'm good. Like I got it. It's all good. Uh, so yeah, it you know there's there's a lot of fun things to be done while you're at at some of these bigger shows because the bigger shows but have the, thing, the, the nice thing is though they're smaller to do thing, things like, like that. Like all right, uh, and the like small- busker esque type concerts. You know, you can actually get filkers and and uh, it's Bob the Bar. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the concourse walkway between the yeah, hotel. I can't I think it's Bob the so, Bard or something like that. There's always somebody set up in there doing up. like little but, concerts and oh. stuff. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I and him, know. Tom Smith is. Yeah, the I, unfortunately, is like, I didn't there, know he was performing. Like, and yeah, somebody's almost always. Zippy kept there. ganking the schedule. And now that that's my own fault. Oh. <laughs> I think. I think. Well, he he uh, does have Tom he does have required times where he has to perform because like, that's he part doesn't of the have thingy. like a set time. But yeah, he just kind of. But he would also have, and I, I ah, and I I missed it. And I'm like, oh my god, I missed. Ah. Yeah, my own fault, my own damn fault. <laughs> and even if even if you don't make it to one of the big conventions. Odds are even your local and regional conventions are going to have a couple of games or a couple of systems you haven't played before. Take the time. Take the chance to do something new and use that experience at the conventions to broaden those gaming horizons. Because, as you may have picked up in over the last year and a half, two years mm-hmm. worth of listening to Seize the GM, because all of you have listened to every episode from the beginning, right? Good. Good answer. You need a broad understanding of uh, gaming and like culture a, and there's to also be the like best GM They, they ever. actually have like uh, panels where you could learn about it. They had cosplay panels. They had um, overlapping overlap design concepts. It, it was pretty awesome. Well, and this starts. Go to Moshe. What was what was the one that you went to that I was super jealous that you got to go to? Oh, I went to the anthropology one about designing believable cultures through anthropological pathways. Ooh. I had yeah. a ticket for that. Yeah, I had he a goes and sees that. Doesn't say anything. I didn't to me, know you wanted like, to go. Would have given you my are ticket. Are you serious? You suck. <gasps> I, I sat up front and kind of like. Get interacted with the uh, <laughs> presenter because that is my way. Uh, but that also gets us to another thing to look at conventions. It's too. not just the gaming and, and the new gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing, at least for me, it, one big I say one big thing for me at Origins especially is socialize. And some of, some of these people yeah. I only see in person once a year if I am lucky. And so you better believe I'm going to tell jokes and going to laugh and slap them on the back. And we are going to tell stories in person instead of over this wonderful technological invention called the interwebs. It gets a little weird. It is. It is one one of those like, uh, I'm an extrovert and an introvert to sit down and I don't know what you guys, Oh my God. It's, it's, I don't know. It's it's almost like being manic depressive, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I'm going to be. It's like, all right, I was like, I really want to play this, but I don't want to be around people at all. Versus, hi everybody. It's it's for those that have only seen me my introvert phase when they see me switch, and they get this like, oh my god, I've never seen. You. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, but when you're it's also, by a tribe, it's, you know, at some point it's, it's just like, oh yeah, and, and you really start feeding off some of the extra energy. But at one point it's like, you know, you have caffeine, you have caffeine, you have caffeine, and all of a sudden like you're doing great, you're doing great. And then all of a sudden it just, and it's just like a switch being flipped and it's like, now I'm sleepy. 
you you kind of kind of regulate yourself. Yeah, i I made sure to I made sure to carve out time for dinner with people. I made sure to carve out time of not having things on my schedule to hang out and walk around and literally just lounge and talk about gaming with people. That was a big part. And you don't have to do it in the middle of the dealer's hall and you don't have to do it packed at a table for organized play, but sometimes it's nice to make that actual human connection. And yeah. for all we talk about gaming and all we joke about it, it is at its core and at its very nature, a social activity that is meant mm-hmm. meant for and intended to facilitate interpersonal interaction. Take the chance yeah. for people you don't see every day to sit down in a corner and tell a story in person, to look at their eyes, to see how they smile, because these are your friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? It's worth it on vacation to take a little time for yourself and smile. Yeah. Actually, that was one of the things that I, I loved that we got to do this year was we actually got aside from Null, we had everybody from the site, the blog writers, everybody. We all got to sit down and we all got to hang out for one night. And sadly, we did not record anything this year. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. <laughs> Aside from one thing that we'll be dropping the day after Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. Uh, say plenty after Gen Con's out, but, but not yet. Yeah. It, it can't legal. It, it, it is an agreement, a verbal agreement that I made that it cannot drop until a Officially, this is it. The end of Gen. Con. If you want the official ter- yeah, terminology, we have something oh, embargoed FYI, until post Gen. One thing at Origins versus yeah. Gen Con Origins. So, um, I'll tell you is like also uh, the groups. So if you want to try something out, usually I'll, I'll tell you some if because Gen Con, it it feels a little bit more squished. Origins, on the other hand, Origins, on the other hand. Um, especially if there's something like brand freaking new coming out. Um, usually they, and I noticed this, you know, they, they don't try new system, new game, new, whatever. They try not to pack too many people around. So it doesn't, people don't get that claustrophobia feeling, you know, for, for stuff that's a little bit more like shot or run or D and D or pathfinder. It's like they, they've already felt, they already kind of know mm-hmm. approximately what makes people claustrophobic and what makes people not. And then they try and work within the bounds. Sometimes the facilities aren't great for it, but um, no, but it's like, yeah. But what I noticed for all the, the some of the new stuff that they've never done before, because I hit, <laughs> I actually they, they did a puzzle break. Most of that. Um, by the way, don't let me do puzzle break with electronics. I hacked it. Pretty much there was supposed to be like this whole seven to eight step program. As soon as we got the laptop, I'm like, oh, and I go around the entire security policy and I'm like, oh, most recent mm-hmm. file. Here you go. I felt terrible. And then I go into the, they have an admin account and they have another person, like real dudes account, not the puzzle break account. So yeah, we beat it. So I go around and what I do is I tell them, I'm like, guys, you need to go into group policy. You need to do this. You need to do this because I will destroy you. Like, no one's done that before. I'm like, you don't know me. And I, when it comes to talent, I'm base level. We got much better than me. So it, it was cute. It was fun. And here's the thing. It's like, like, Agar Malgé is like, I'm betting dollars yeah. for donuts. If you had, like, there were certain things, you could have showed up and you could have, you know, like, ah, you know. Because they need also the people that do these kind of things that create games and need the feedback. If it's new stuff. And it's the one thing is when you get the new, they're open to getting um, uh, feedback as long as you're not insulting their intelligence. Because I saw somebody just saying, well, you're just a dumb, you know, beep, beep, beep. And I'm looking over at that guy and I'm watching the guy that's, you know, the creator of this thing. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be delightful. Mm hmm. Yeah, so don't be afraid Constructive to tell them. Just don't be a dick about it. Constructive criticism is one of the things that, especially when it's in beta, they want, them, and, and you are an engaged And if you can population. show them, that's the even better part, because, you know, they look at you, the kind of like the, the dog turning your head. It's like yeah. you're wondering, like you're explaining math to a dog, and the dog cocks his head to the side, they get that confused look. 
But if you can show them like, all right. And, and you do like the, like if you hit a scenario and you're like, ah, oh, if you do this, this, everything falls apart. Or like yeah. me, I'm like here. And I opened it up. I'm like, here's everything. And I just kind of like splattered it, you know, like Tom Cruise, minority report throws everything up. But it's, they want that stuff so they can make it better and they might get a better idea and you'll make a contact, <laughs> you know, you might make a contact, yeah. which is kind of cool. I did it again. Sorry. I didn't mean which, it like that. <laughs> which is also the perfect segue to the last thing you'll see in the doodly do, which is network. Yes. No. Perfect. No. no. It's right on the right on hitting no. the time mark perfectly. Yeah. Network. Here's the other thing. Gaming can be more than a hobby. If you're a creative, take the time to meet more of the creatives at the convention. If you're a writer, talk to the writers. If you are a blogger, talk to the bloggers. Origins allows time because it also has space to breathe in the dealer hall and in those areas. We talked a lot about last year how we got people to just sit down and talk with us and create content for the blog. Well, this is your chance if you are a creative to talk to game companies, to talk to people who make the games, to talk to authors and artists who make the kinds of things you emulate or you look up to. Yeah. 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 And a lot of times you may not get to talk to some of the bigger companies like Paizo or Wizards because they generally don't send – bodies well, in all fairness wizards has made origins the uh organized play hallmark show it, it's the one more than gen con that they're revolving around for the organized play and i saw them with their director of community engagement at uh origins okay well usually they don't send many they don't send like they don't have like a big massive booth in the dealer's room no, they just take up a whole bunch of tables and make people play their He's game like, that everyone plays. You also make contact, and it won't right. be like and Paizo okay, is the like same way. They just kind of take over a big section. You end up making tangential contacts too, and because I'm, yeah, yeah. Actually, I ran into a an amazing artist who is out of Nashville, which is only like an hour, two hours away from me. And he did an illustrated version of the Havamal, which was amazing. And so I picked up a copy while I was there because I'm like, I'm never going to see this again. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how close he was to us that I could like, you know, on one of my days off, like shoot down to his studio, <laughs> you know? And if we get some things in place, we may end up actually doing some really, I've got some ideas for things to be doing. And you start making contacts with, even if you're a creative, like you're a writer or whatever, you still need to have things like art and people that do layout. And, mm -hmm. you know, even if you're just doing an EPUB or whatever, you still want to have those people that are in your circle. And this is a great place to find them. Well, and you know, yeah, yeah. Seize the GM has some things in the works that are all about the time that we spent at the dealer hall and all about networking, but the full that's that's a different story. And that's a whole different Well, you did. Podcast. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but we did make a lot of contacts while we were there, which is part of what I wanted to do. Well, the show made contacts yeah. which was important it's more fun that and, way and i don't know do we want to do we want to talk about any of those i think we'll save that for later and use this as a tease let's just say okay. we want to expand right. we want to expand the content we bring to you the loyal listeners and readers of seize the gm and we spent some time and effort and are hoping to bring you an all new, all fantastic, enhanced Seize the GM experience in 2018 and 2019. Yay. Yeah. Hey, we, we got Noel back. So 
it's the best of, it's yeah. the best of classic original hidden grid and we are also taking it in the new mostly, direction of Seize mostly, the GM. But yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Well done, okay. I saw. Well, I think that's going to kind of wrap us up, I think. With a couple of... I think, yeah, All we'll right. go ahead and skip over stat block this time and maybe just have a few... Maybe a few closing yeah. remarks. Yeah, let's go ahead and get some closing remarks. No, what you got? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing really I want to link to or talk about today. Um, oh, I did do that whole finish a book thing. Say what now? Yeah, edit draft is completely done. It's with really uh, alpha readers I right am. now, and hopefully beta readers soon after. And crossing fingers, but out this year. That is nice. fantastic. <laughs> So uh, feedback has been very positive so far. I'm always looking for more, and hopefully with good criticism, speaking of that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll see. So uh, down the line, uh, you know, uh, I'll let you know when it goes live. Okay. And we'll definitely uh, put a link to it and um, make sure that I, I am our you, loyal and wonderful readers um, and listeners know that your book work, is out. And I will probably drop off the internet. So something any of you guys out there on the interwebs try and contact me. Yeah. And you get a big old middle fingers because you're interrupting my reading and I can't hit you from, you know, through the interwebs. No, my thing is like if there's a book I really want to read, I kind of shut myself <laughs> off and I get in a little cocoon. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Sorry, I, I like I no got me writing in more of a nar- in Not certain yet. types of narratives and, and and embracing some comedy bits. I never would have done that without him. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right when I put a cool. pepper scene, I in always do need beta readers. Right. So here's the thing. I, I love nature documentaries, and Z Frank, Ooh, one of the original All right, YouTubers, Jules, what you got? Like way back in the day, he started doing this series <laughs> now called True Facts, and he is, and one mostly they're kind of sort of factually accurate, but he has like two like true facts oh. about the um, the ant eater, and it's like it looks like a, it looks like an index finger with a mullet and leg warmers. But, uh, you know, it's just like they, the, yeah. But the thing is, he, he's got a, you know, they put the sloth, he does, um, um, he, he does one of the yes. carnivorous plants. He's like, oh, come oh on, that's God, not fair. Oh, my so or, good. <laughs> you know, I love it because they're mostly, mostly factually accurate, but he's like, you know, the anteater's <laughs> tongue would be considered, is uh, very bendy, bendy. Or... That's, you know, that's like, that's how a seahorse do. And I love it. I just like these little phrases, but he's got that wonderful kind of Morgan Freeman-esque kind of narrative thing. But you hear him giggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can, the thing is like, I can go to sleep to this. this is a kind of narration that makes me smile oh, and I giggle. Voice. And after I've watched them once, they're always going to be voice funny. The is jokes amazing don't stop. For this. Yes. Oh it's my not, God. It's I, not that kind of humor actually, you've seen once and it stops. This one you could watch a couple of times and it's still funny. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's just like that. It's like, that's not a yeah. duck. That's a baby. Run away, Santa baby. It's just li- there's little yes. voice stabs, so yes. you know. I don't remember which one. I just get a giggle, get get some was... rest. You know, yes. grab grab some hot cocoa <laughs> yes. and, and some s'mores. And I recommend just watching it if you're having uh, a good day. You'll yeah. be you'll remember them, but if you're having a bad day, you'll just watch it and you'll just see, like, you know. He'll be like, you know, you see like these. Oh, I bet they eat them all the time. They're so cute. They eat them. They eat these little. Um, these like the, I bet they eat the ants one by one. And then all of a sudden yawns tongue comes. I was like, Oh my, Oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the thing is they're factually accurate and that's, what's important. So you can have, 
they, they yeah, show that it's, it's it can be funny. Uh, they're just so but funny. But it also the, can those, be each one of them is be, hilarious. You'll, you'll remember it. You're like, wow, okay, I didn't know an anteater's tongue. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like at the bottom of your sternum. That's where their tongue attaches. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry about that. I kind of went on. It's like I, I had a shit day today. So I was watching that. And I'm just like, yeah. Oh, it is crazy. Like all the things. That, well, they're, yeah. they're already on YouTube, too. So. Yeah, they, a new one just dropped on Facebook. Really? Yeah. Zen, what do you have? Uh, so those of you that know me know that I am a I love art. And I, I have always loved art. I blame myself for for wandering through my dad's art books as a child. So this means we're gonna do <laughs> And I probably should not have watched I should not have seen half the books that uh, a child should never see. Uh, so we're going to do a Renaissance Masters inspiration episode where we go through Renaissance. We could. We could. But we're not going to do that today. Instead, I found this at my local comic shop. And I got it for half off, which I was like, oh, my God. But it's uh, Louis Royo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is called Wild Sketches, and this is the second one. There's four of these books, but it's a hundred completed sketches that he just put together into a little book. And basically, the and it's it's a figure, and almost that's all it is. And if you know Royo's work, it's lots of women and it's all very dark and it's not sexualized. He's Spanish, I believe. Yeah. And so he has the European sensibility about nudity. So it's much more open and there are males as well, but, he predominantly draws women. That's what he's known for. And, but I just, if I'm wanting to draw inspiration for something, I can just open it up to a page and be like, Oh, what is this? Like I just opened it up and there's one that's just a woman kind of standing there kind of looking over one shoulder and there's not much else other than just the figure. But then the one on the other page is a, looks like an elven female, like sitting there blowing this massive horn. And I'm like, well, if I needed a NPC or something, I could take some of these and just be like, Oh, I'm going to steal. Like I flip to the next one and it's a dude in armor with a scythe on one side. And then it looks like just a big, a dude with a big cloak, almost like Dracula, like, and, you know, so it's just like all these weird little images, but they're completed sketches cool. that he would then be able to use to continue on. And they're not found anywhere else. Each one of these books, I guess all of the sketches that are in them are right. unique to those books. All right, take us home, buddy. What we so, got, Gardemontre? Yeah. And it's, you know, done by heavy metal, so you know how that's going to go. <laughs> Well, sometimes you just need to relax and enjoy yourself. And one of the biggest things for people to relax with lately have been adult coloring books. And so what I'm recommending is the Tentacle Kitty coloring book. If you are not familiar with Tentacle Kitty, yes, it's a kitty. Yes, it has tentacles, 10 of them, in a cute and absolutely lovable arrangement with a big smile exploring the world. And in the doodly-doo, you'll find a link to the Tentacle Kitty coloring book on Amazon. These uh, these preview sweetie. images are absolutely adorable. Shaky hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, you can learn to color. Coloring is You really just must pet it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, well, you we can discuss which style that's most reminiscent like of on a different episode. But <laughs> <laughs> see what happens when she goes and looks at the link. You should go look at the link in the doodly doo too. <laughs> yes. All right, folks. Well, let's go ahead and call this bad boy done. We'll see you guys. You can contact us or the show using Twitter, Facebook, or plain old email. Our Twitter accounts are at Zendead, at Jules Podcaster, and at 2050 Gardemanger. And the show's Twitter account is at SeizeTheGM. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash SeizeTheGM. Or chat with us and other RPG lovers in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash seize the GM. You can email questions or comments to the show at admin at seize the GM.com. And if you have a few bills you want to send us, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash seize the GM podcast. And we thank you. joining us for this episode of CCGM. Feel free to leave a comment about this episode on our webpage www.seizethegm.com Let the dice fall where they may, and we'll see you all again next week. Seize the GM is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. All copyrighted materials referenced herein are held by their respective owners. No infringement intended, and no claim of ownership is implied. The music for the show is Dreaming Spirit off the album Ghost Machine by the Enigma TNG. His music is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license.